2: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter.
3: And my name is Ashton.
2: You know that bit from Wallace and Gromit, one of your favourite bits Peter, where he's putting the track down in front of the train as he goes. Uh Yeah, that little intro there that's what my brain felt like i was i was in complete and total panic mode and those words were coming to me as i was saying them i just completely forgot what i had to say mouth muscle memory yeah i think yeah. so it was really i was like am i going to introduce podiatrists? what's gonna ha- i don't know what's gonna happen mm. the words are it coming but i don't like know what that. they mean it didn't feel it felt like like
3: it. no no it felt like you had it all under control
2: okay yeah. good just so. like that's... Gromit always does. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that we made it. How are we all doing? Doing Not pretty too good. Bad, thanks. Thank yeah.
3: you.
2: You feeling better this week, Ashton?
3: I am, yes. I am feeling much better. I'm a bit sad though, because I kind of wanted to talk about VR last week and I yeah. had like a full thing ready and then I just couldn't I just couldn't do it. Yeah. So uh, it's a bit sad, but it's okay. I'm sure I'll find another avenue to talk about VR.
2: <laughs> Ashton, point. do you think VR should be taken seriously?
3: Yes, I do actually, thank you so much.
1: Cool. Well, there we are. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, towards. that was it. Those were your thoughts. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, so we extensive. really missed out last week
2: on yeah,
3: that. Really missed out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Wonderful. Well, this is our video game podcast, where each and every week we talk about video games and we take some questions from you and all sorts of stuff. And we're also sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor, Ashton. You've got the ad read in front of you, haven't you? I think, haven't you? I
3: i do yes i do yes um i it's a very last minute sponsor that came to us you know things have been changing like mad this week uh things have been coming out that we didn't know were going to happen as this was a very last minute one i had another one in mind but this kind of came to came to us last second but um thanks to a new and exciting acquisition coming day one to xbox game Pass, game pass even it's ceo black ops oh
1: oh okay
3: yeah okay bobby kotick versus phil spencer in a battle for who gets to run the company (laughs) of activision blizzard that's Um, cool all out warfare but it's it's just business warfare it's not like actual
1: warfare paperwork at each other
3: yeah there's just loads of like stats and figures and you have to kind of figure out if it's a positive thing or not Mm. uh and and at the end, no one wins because uh, nobody really knows what's going on. So, oh. <laughs> but don't be sad because it's it's only half real. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The game's not real, but everything else is. Oh, so. it's wow. actually
2: happening. I don't it's know actually, if I'm disappointed or happy.
3: I yeah, I think maybe maybe both. Maybe is a okay. little bit of
2: both. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll touch on that a bit later on. I'll, I'll mm. yeah. Well, I know we will. Um, no, we're not sponsored by that. We're sponsored each and every week by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump where for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions to this podcast. We have other tiers available. All sorts of very, 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 very cool rewards. So go and check them out at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Now, before Peter mentions something else, I just want to address quickly that we will be returning to the office very, very soon. Looks ah. that way. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not in time for next week's podcast, but certainly the week after, if things mm-hmm. continue to go as planned, we will be back in the same room again. So be excited for that. Very excited.
1: Very pleased.
3: Me too. I'm excited to uh, see Ben's side eye when I talk to him, rather than just kind of feel it through <laughs> through the Discord.
2: <laughs> my 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 glare.
3: Yeah. Okay. The the Ben Potter glare that makes me think oh, I've said something good. If his, it's, he give me that when I've said something that I think is funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: if it's side-eye, I mean, he would have to really go out of his way to give you side-eye, given that he faces you directly across yeah, the desk. Yeah, to be fair, the, so. the
2: side-eye might not be
3: I meant, like, during the podcast. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, yeah. I sort of have yeah. to turn
2: side side on because I have, I've got to keep talking <laughs> into my microphone, because mm. if I turn away from it, then... But, you know, it, it is, it's still side-eye, so, yeah, you are right. Yeah, yeah, mm.
3: yeah. And hear the belly rumbles in real life. That's yeah, going to so many this morning. Yeah, it's me. I had a biscuit this morning, so I'm because I could just had access to a biscuit tin that was right next to me. So I just thought smash a biscuit before we get going breakfast,
2: breakfast biscuit. That's a true breakfast biscuit. Kind. I've got so much mm. Christmas chocolate still in my flat because I've been denying myself it. And uh, yeah,
3: Why? why would you do that?
1: Well, just try just self-loathing, I think.
2: Honestly, <laughs> it's not else. the
3: time.
1: <laughs> I've just finished all mine, thank God. And have you? Do you want to come yeah. over and have some, please? No, I really don't. Please. I'm actually really pleased. <laughs> please. As much as I enjoyed the last four squares, I was like, thank God that's done now. I can <laughs> maybe try and be healthy. But I've still got you know. Halloween chocolate. Oh. Yeah.
3: I've got a lot of sweets, and I feel like sweets are like, but they're like wrapped sweets. You know, the box of like, Classics where it's got like a a drumstick lolly and the, yeah, and the kind yeah. of regular lo- yeah, all the hits, all mm-hmm. the classics, and um I have a big box of that and a bag of that, and I'm like, I don't feel like I can unwrap three lollies in a row the same way I can unwrap three chocolates in a row, so I've been kind yeah. of like putting it off because I'm like, I can't just keep slamming lollipops because that's <sighs> makes me feel bad about myself rather than three chocolates in a row, you know you finish those a lot quicker Easily so. done
1: yeah. I,
3: I do, do love a drumstick. I, I get where you're yeah. coming
2: from, though. You know, chocolate chocolates are obviously sugar, but sweets are just sugar in the shape of things. And <laughs> yeah. it can be, it's a harder sell to my brain, yeah. certainly. I'm not it a huge sweets too. fan, but I'll eat chocolate all day, but not this month.
1: Definitely. don't <laughs> Peter, we've got a Facebook page, right? Please help us. We have. Go to (laughs) facebook.com forward slash team triple jump and please follow slash like the page. It's called follow now, but it's... Remember the old days? Remember remember Mm. liking? Oh, yeah. Great, great times. I like
3: that. So good.
1: Yeah. Um, So head over there. uh, And if you do that, we will... We're well on our way now to 10,000 follows. And if if, uh, we get to that goal, we will be able to monetize our content on there. And it will be... Really, genuinely, very good for us. Like it will be a massive financial boost. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as much as we keep labouring the point, uh, it's because it will make a huge difference to our business model. It will. It's
2: free, and you can you can give back that way. We're on. I just checked. We're on seven point six thousand. We've really oh, we are really so getting so there. close now. Yeah, so yeah. close. You stragglers, please,
1: please. <laughs> there we now. Please, please, please. <laughs> well, uh, should I ask question one? Oh.
3: I think you should.
1: This is from Ma L- L- Lee, 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 Lee. Um I've tried to say that name once before and I butchered it probably oh. not as bad as that. I butchered Lee. it extra- b- Lee, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Um, hey, Abap, do you have a game from your childhood that you saw or played only a handful of times that you would like to find and play or revisit, at least to see if it was as you remember it? Thank you, Ma. Um I uh, I think I think way back near the start of the podcast we had a question a bit like this and I described a game that at the time I couldn't remember the name and I think I either remembered it as I was describing it or someone someone nudged me after the podcast but it was called Arcade America which mm-hmm. I had a demo for and it was this really strange kind of it was done in the style of hand drawn animation This is on the PC way back in like the late 90s. Um, And you were this sort of little, he sort of looked like a child, but he had a really kind of gruff voice like a man. Um, (laughs) And I think he was wearing a cap, which may or may not have even had a propeller on the top, you know, like one of those propeller hats. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And he lived in a house with all these monsters, all these different monsters. And in the opening cutscene, he's asleep and they're all trying to wake him up. Uh, and so they're like throwing his bed around and setting his alarm clock off and he won't wake up. Uh, so then they decide, Oh, the best way to wake him up will be to put dynamite under his bed and set it off. And they blow up the entire house. Uh, and when they do that, they all get launched across America to different States. Um, and, and then he wakes up in his smoldering bed. Um, and he then has to go out and find all the monsters Are you sure this wasn't a dream you had? It sounds like a dream, isn't it? Well, that's kind of why I want to play it again, because it was just such a strange concept. Um, But yeah, I had it on a a demo disc from a PC gaming magazine, and uh, I'd I'd love to give it another go. Um, Wow. Really strange thing. Also on that disc was a game called Tyrion, um, like Tyrion Lannister, but not. Uh, I think it was called Tyrion 2000, actually, and that was a scroll, like a scroller shooter, like a... A shoot 'em up um spaceship game mm-hmm. uh, and that had co-op on pc so you could one of you would control a ship with the keyboard and the other one would use the mouse which is kind of cool mm-hmm. uh, and your ships could like join together like some sort of zord from power rangers and then uh you could like have extra power if you like connected uh, but then only one person would be in control so uh yeah that was a lot of fun as well I had a cool soundtrack So yeah, just just all the demos from my PC (laughs) disc that I had back in the day. Command & Conquer was on there. I want to play all those again. Um, Because the thing with me is a lot of the games that I had as a child um, that might qualify for this, like PS1 games I maybe played a little bit. I'm since like, I've made myself very familiar with like pretty much the entire PS1 library by like watching videos online of every PS1 game. Like, 15 seconds of every PS1 game. So there's no game now on the PS1 where I'm like, what was that? What was that game called? Because I've probably seen it at this point. Um, uh, Ashton?
3: Yeah, so I had a couple that I could, like, vaguely remember because I think they were, like... My dad had a computer when I was really little, but we were not allowed to use it. It was like, this is the computer for adult things. You know, doing taxes or something along those lines. Um. But there was one game that he had, or I don't know where it came from, but we had it. There was Lego Island 2 on the computer. And I was like Googling this. because I was like, I can't remember what this game's called. I just have this recollection of this Lego game where I was delivering pizzas and then like something happened and there was this like dancing house and I couldn't remember it. (laughs) So I Googled like Lego Island because I wondered if that was the game. And I looked at the first one. I thought, no, this isn't it. This isn't the game I remember. And then I found the second one, started watching a video and it all kind of came like flooding back of like playing this game as a child. And I just, I don't know what, I don't, I really want to play it again because I don't think I played very much of it because I think I kind of played a bit and then got distracted by played something else or did something else and then came back and started the game again. So I think I did like the same bit at the beginning about six or seven different times. It had skydiving in it, didn't it?
1: I think Lego... I played a demo of that as well, but I think for PS1 it was also available and it had like a skydiving bit.
3: I don't know about the first one. The second one had like a medieval bit and it had like an Indiana Jones bit. Mm. And... I was like looking through it and it was like unlocking all of these memories that I had forgotten about. Um, so I'd love to play that game again. And then there's also a game that I don't know what the name of and I really don't have much of a recollection of it, but it was like a early Nintendogs on the PC. But it was like, it just, you had a dog and you had to look after it, but it was not anywhere near as good as Nintendogs. It, it wasn't 3D Pets,
2: was 3D Pets, right? It
3: might've been 3D Pets, you know? no no it might no. not have been let me google it surely not in 3d let pets that we
1: played it. on worst games ever you see like the entire room of a house and the dog is like quite small in the scene like it's just sort of running around this room um whereas Nintendo's obviously you get a bit more up close and personal with with your dog can they lay
2: eggs I and stuff it.
3: I don't know if they can lay eggs. 3D pets. I Googled it, and the first thing that came up is, is the worst games ever, so okay, I'm just no. Having...
1: Hey.
3: no, I don't think it was 3D Pets. Good. Because I'm looking at it, and it doesn't look familiar. Um, But yeah, I don't know what it was, and I, I just remember the box of, like, this had a really cute dog on it, and it was like a little Labrador, but I always thought maybe it was Nintendo, because when I was thinking back, I was like, no, it wasn't, because it was on the computer. Hmm. Um, And then there was another thing. It wasn't a game, and I wasn't allowed to play it. My mum and dad bought this, like, um, redoing your house kind of disc thing that you could like put it in and then like design your house. Oh,
2: Sims build mode for adults.
3: Uh, like, <laughs> n- kind of, yeah. And I saw it and I was like, that looks like so much fun. And my mom and dad were like, no, this isn't a game. This is a serious design tool. <laughs> and I was like, but it looks like a game. Um, but they never let me play it. But I always wanted to like, to play this architecture game that my parents had on this disc, but I was never allowed. So I guess that's why I like Sims so much, because of these... There was the repressed that I wasn't allowed to play Ah, the the architecture game as a child. That's a bit (laughs) like like
1: all of the houses. Yeah. It's a bit mean, like, you know... All right, I, it, they're right in that it wasn't designed to be a game. But if your child is like, that looks fun. I'm interested in, like, exploring the world of arch- architecture and interior design. They're like, "No, well, technically you're not allowed because it's not a game. Like, why don't why mm-hmm. I just let you play it as a game?
2: <laughs>
3: I don't know. This is the thing. I think maybe, maybe I could have had a completely different life. Maybe I could have been an, an architect mm-hmm. rather than someone who really enjoys Sims if they just let me play the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thanks, mum and dad. Jeez.
1: Wow. What if? I had... Uh, I had Lego Island 1. I, used to, I played that many, many times all the way through. That was a weird game, but kind of fun. Uh, yeah, I never
2: Ben, had it, what I about
3: know. you?
1: Um, I've gone
2: really basic because almost everything I'm I'm nostalgic for, I have access to now still or, or mm. can yeah. play or have played recently. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 because I still mm. haven't bought the... the the remake one, uh, and I used to play it a lot. But the thing is, I was rubbish at it in the 90s, like really Mm. bad. And I know I would still be bad now because I've had to play a a few uh, Tonky Hank games for launch game videos. And I'm so Mm. bad. I'm so like, I know what grind is. And I can go up the half pipe and hold circle and right and spin too many times and then crash down onto mm-hmm. the floor. Uh, but that's kind of it. No advanced moves from this guy. Like, I'm just, I'm rubbish at it. And I I know that I'd be rubbish at it. And I know that I would spend money on the Tony Hawk's
1: collection. What's it called? Uh, I can't remember the official name. Tony Hawk's a 1 and 2, colon remastered is it just called? Is that the official name? Or oh, rem- like Yeah, re- I don't know. It's something. it wasn't was like. remaster.
2: It's not got a very good name. Anyway, if I get it, I know I'll probably just get frustrated. But it's a game that I'm very nostalgic for. Uh, so I suppose I don't. I don't actually need to revisit it at all. I've answered my own question. I can't think of any. Honestly, I really struggled to think of obscure games that I used to play, and I know there are some. Surely. Like, I had a lot of edutainment games. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: I love those. The, the Leapfrog uh, ones.
2: Uh, don't know about Leapfrog. I had Jump Ahead Year One.
3: Oh, Jump Ahead. No, that's what I meant.
2: Jump Ahead. Yeah, I played a lot of those because my... Ah. I was definitely too old for them, but my sister used to play them. And so I would, I would also ever, play them.
3: Did you ever play the one where there was like a giant and you had to make like a cake and... Oh. There, I kinda, There's like a Jack and the Beanstalk kind of situation, but there was also a, like a baking bit where you had to match colours and it was all about teaching you colours. But I used to love those games. And whenever I try and find the specific one that I used to play, I could never find it. Yeah. But there was like one with a, a giant on a cloud. I remember that. I don't know but... that
1: one.
2: Damn. Peter and I talked about it before. There was the 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 history one where there's like an alien man. We even found. Oh, the name, yeah, you we? remember? And well, we I didn't have that one, periods. but I had.
1: Um, so you you had my amazing history explorer, or something. Yeah, that was and, uh, it. And I had my amazing world explorer, which is right. geography, and you just travel yeah. around this map, you find and
2: stickers and stuff. And click on, so, yeah. Book. There's a
1: sticker book. Uh, also, talking of entertainment, I didn't even thought to go into that realm of my memory, but I had. Uh, we used to play Granny's Garden at uh, my. <gasps> my school what um what is that it's it looks like teletext it's like rubbish it's just blocks of color um but it was on the the computers well i so i was at a primary school which was kind of just twinned or attached to not twinned it was like a a feeder school for a high school that was like just up the road Mm -hmm. and once a week they would actually walk us up to this high school to the Super cutting edge computer suite Whoa. that they had there, yeah. Wow. And on there, they all they really did was like got us to go on MS Paint and like learn how to paint on paint. <laughs> uh, but they also had a game called Granny's Garden, which was this kind of point and click. I mean, if that, it wasn't even point and click necessarily, but it was like an adventure game where you just move from scene to scene and you have to, like you know oh, find the, the the magic key to open the gate, and then you go through the gate, and then, oh, I, this guy wants me to bring him an apple. I better go find an apple, and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, okay. But looking at it now, if I Google it, just the, the <laughs> graphics are, are quite incredible. Okay. Um, Absolutely not, huh?
3: That makes me... That actually, like, it brings, like, a memory for me as well, but I don't remember what the game was called, but I remember, like... In year six, we were there was this new game that we were allowed to play that was, like, kind of a first-person, like, point-and-click game, but you were kind of exploring this, like, jungle temple or something. It looked, in my mind, when I was younger, really good, mm-hmm. but we were never allowed to play it for long enough to, like, actually figure out what the story was. We'd watch, like, our teacher play it for, like, half an hour and then we'd go and play that same bit for half an hour and then we'd never got to play it again and i was like what is that game because i remember just being like always wanting to play it and never being allowed Mm -hmm. and i and i can't remember what that game was or why we were even playing it what like educational purpose it had but i do remember it just being quite fun damn i want to play that game now sad i can't
1: it wasn't physicus was it physicus P-H-Y, maybe which i had that that was an entertainment game which is first person kind of kind of jungly well not super jungly but it had like um the graphics were like really impressive but only because they were those sort of pre-rendered um you know you just move through really nicely rendered static scenes um and and you had to solve like physics based stuff i think it was a science edu- uh, maybe it tool.
3: was this
1: um I never really got very far in it there. I didn't really understand how to solve any of the puzzles. But I do like the art style in it. I think it's kind of cool.
3: Yeah. Um, it does but you make a
1: good point as well. We, we will eventually move on from this question, I'm sure. <laughs> but you make a good point as well, Ben. Like I, I read the question as though, like, what is a game that you can sort of barely remember? Mm-hmm. But actually, in terms of games that I know exactly what it was, and I, I, I remember playing it very well, but I've just not played it much. Um, I'd love to play Fable, Fable 1. Um, I played a little bit of that when I was a kid because my brother had it on his Xbox but it, we were sort of the brothers that were like you can't play on my Xbox you can't because I had a PS2 and he had an Xbox we were fortunate enough to have both um, and uh, so I never really got to play Fable that much A little, I played it a little bit mm. and I really enjoyed it and it's got a lovely soundtrack so I'd love to play that at some point got to stream it then mm. yeah maybe it's a stream? bit big to stream I think possibly maybe not well Let's move on to
2: a section we've never done before. It's called What We Play In. Oh. It's What We Play In time. Time to talk about what we've been playing this
1: week. Peter, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing two games, both of which I didn't think I would be playing this week. I thought I'd be finishing Guardians. But I just kind of got the bug and I just decided, no, I, I want to. So... I was going to put Crash Four down um, because it was getting to the point where it was like, okay, I'm enjoying myself, but this is quite hard now, and I'm having to just, I'm spending a lot of time resetting uh, and just, yeah, just going over and over. And uh, but I, I just kind of decided, no, I, I really don't want to stop now. So I finished Crash Four for the second time this week, um, and I'm also uh, continuing to play. The Orcs Must Die uh, DLC, but I'm struggling with that as well. Um, so this week it's just been me kind of having a having a difficult time with a couple of games, and all the while thinking I could just stop and I could just go and finish Guardians. But uh, you know, I'll I'll do them all. I'll do everything. So uh, hopefully next week I'll be able to play a bit more Guardians of the Galaxy. But uh, that's pretty much pretty much all I've done to, uh, this week is finish Crash 4. And uh mm-hmm. continue to play uh The Orcs Must Die. I can't remember the name of it actually. I've been playing it, but I can't. It's like um it's ice themed. Uh Orcs Must Die 3 dlc. I'll I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's called okay. uh Wow, that that really didn't come up with the answer that I wanted. Uh oh. there we go. Cold as eyes. Cold as oh. eyes. Cold as eyes. It's eyes because uh, you're up against cyclopses, so they've only got one okay. eye. Ah, um, but there's lots of them, so it's plural eyes because there are yeah. multiple cyclopses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, not not super exciting. It's, it's games I've already talked about, but uh, that's what I've been playing this week. Uh, Ashton, how about you?
3: I have been playing quite a lot this week actually um i played some more evil genius 2 been playing some on minecraft Um we're playing the tiny tina dlc in borderlands 2 um we just like finished the story on that we just got the raid boss to attempt and probably fail um i played some i played some of the new uh it's on beta on xbox game pass of anacruzis which is kind of like the left for dead but sort of 60s space cruise kind of situation um, okay. with aliens instead of zombies. Uh, yes, I think it was.
2: I think I know what you're talking yeah.
3: about. Yeah. We played that on Xbox Game Pass and it's really good. If you're a fan of like the Left for Dead genre, that kind of vibe, um, I, we really enjoyed it. We picked mm. it up and played it for a couple of hours. It's like I said, it's only the beta. So you've got a couple of, you know, standard bugs, like the kind of um, highlight mechanic of being like, come this way, on the mouse wheel got fully stuck on my screen for a whole level and I just couldn't see around this big like hard thing that had popped up um but yeah it was good and I, I we really enjoyed it we're going to play some more I think at some point soon um I've played some Horizon Zero Dawn because I am all the way back on that I cannot stop thinking about Horizon Forbidden West it's all that's on my mind right now, and I want it to come out sooner, but it's not gonna come out to the eighteenth, so I have to play the first one again um but I've been really enjoying it I've been so sort of playing it with I've been doing a lot of research this week for something else to do with horizon um and I Had no like know a lot more now than I knew when I first played the game. So now I'm playing it. I'm a lot like, oh, I know why this is happening. I'm so smart. I know exactly what's going on in this world right now. Um, and of course the trailer came out yesterday, um, for the next one. So I'm like, oh, wonder there's any clues in this in this game about the what's going to happen in the next game. I'm going to read everything to like the 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 end of the letter. I will read every single word. I will listen to every single audio. Mm -hmm. Like lore because i'm like i'm gonna find out what's going on um but yeah i love horizon zero dawn so i'm really excited for the next one and i also played and picked up and finished the pagan min dlc for far cry 6 oh yeah oh boy oh boy it is bland (laughs) to say the least Mm -hmm. um i don't i think that i get what they were going for and i understand what they've done i think it gives more of a it humanizes Pagan Min more than it kind of gave um, Vass a kind of narrative. I think it makes Pagan Min out very differently, and I think it gives him a bit more character. But I do think that it is still just kind of low effort and boring. You've got this tiny open world. Um, the only difference in the weapons between that and the vast DLC is the fact that Pagan Min's guns are pink. Uh, right. So... Yeah. Um, Is it the same
2: sort of principle as the first one?
3: Yeah, they're all the same. They're all like the roguelike situation of you die, you lose all of your guns and stuff, and you have to go and buy them again. Um, And, yeah, it's it's fine. If you liked Pagan Min, you'll probably like it. And if you liked the first one, it's just exactly the same as the first DLC, so... You know, you probably like that one too. I just wish that they'd kind of given it a bit more of an individuality thing. Like when they sold it, like in the E3 kind of trailers and stuff, I had quite high expectations, but I then I I forgot it was Ubisoft. So maybe I shouldn't have had such high (laughs) expectations. But yeah, it's kind of, it's disappointing, but it's fine. If you're looking for something, I wouldn't do it on my own. But if mm. I well, I played it with someone else, and that was was fun. But on my own, I probably wouldn't bother going back to it and finishing it. Um, I haven't got the trophies, and I don't intend to because I it just doesn't interest me. Um, so yeah, the men DLC, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I played
2: a bit of the Vast One yeah. in co-op, and I was so bored. I yeah. just found it so boring, I even. My, I don't have a huge amount of love for Far Cry 6 anyway. I did finish it, by the way. Um, and I you... started up the vast DLC because that was available at the time and it was just boring. Like, I was just mm-hmm. bored. I didn't care. It was just not very fun. The fact that they are potentially going to copy that three times over <laughs> that format is shocking and yeah. also not shocking at the same time.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I've been playing this week. What about you, Ben?
2: Well, I played two things this week. Oh. I finished off Back for Blood last night and oh, it yeah. was pretty good. Again, make sure you play with friends. As soon as I finished it, though, I deleted it because I just will never play it again. Hmm. Yeah, I did And exactly that's a shame. It. That's a shame because it is good. Fundamentally, it's good, mm. but it's just not as good as everybody else wanted it to be. Yeah. And that's, well, that's a shame.
3: What did you think of the final mission
2: rubbish yeah frustrating and annoying yeah
3: absolutely did you have any did you play with three other people or did you have bots
2: i had two bots and i had one real person
3: yeah we had the same and the bots kept throwing themselves under the thing that kept killing uh,
2: them yeah that so happened to me too quite and annoying. <laughs> they never which is good because they're bots and you don't want them picking up all the good weapons and attachments and stuff but the fact that if you go down and die you then have to take over... You get to take over one of the bots, which is a mm. good idea. However, they've got, like, the most basic weaponry and equipment, and somehow yeah. they're holding their own when, the, you know, the, the AI is controlling them. But as soon as you start playing as them, and you no longer have all of your really cool weapons, it's like, oh, man, I wish we could force these guys to just pick up better guns.
3: It also annoyed um, me in Bat for Blood that in between, like, axe you Mm. would go back to kind of like the camp and then yeah that was confusing and then also like you'd lose all of your weapons and all the things that you picked up so all of like the really cool mods and weapons that you picked up in the act were just gone and Mm -hmm. you didn't have them anymore and i was like oh so i have to start again with this boring weapon when i had like a really cool set of upgrades so that annoyed me no i agree i wonder
2: if there's an option that i've completely missed that lets you just play through all of the acts in one go I but i suppose so, no. that would maybe break it because you get you get to pick a new card each mm-hmm. time don't you and you could mm-hmm. potentially run out of cards i don't know they could make it work but oh, it's i hope just, they don't yeah.
1: break the cards mechanic that yeah see terrible. well that's
2: that's a, that's a whole other issue with this game i'm not a fan of the cards but there mm-hmm. we are uh it was fine and i have finished it and i won't play it again unless i have a whole group of people who want to play through the whole thing at which point you know Mm. you don't listen to the story you don't listen to what the people are talking about you just chat crap while you're shooting zombies so it, it ticks that box at least yeah uh, the other thing i've played i've started disco elysium which i've heard so many good things about mm-hmm. and i am super duper impressed with this game so far yeah it's essentially play that it's essentially point and click a point and click adventure but without any of the frustrating Puzzle stuff, or maybe I haven't got there yet. But it's all voice acted and it's all kind of ridiculous, and it's an RPG in the old school sense that you can sort of play any character you want. You're playing as a specific character, to be clear, but that character's personality and choices are totally up to you. So you can create a character who's a complete idiot, but is really charming, or very strong, and quite intelligent, but has no mobility or speed whatsoever and your responses to various conversations will uh, sort of be dictated by these stats and you have insight for basically you've always got you've got a constant inner monologue going on um, your brain's always talking to you and different parts of your brain are talking to you uh, based on your stats so i've got a pretty decent emotional intelligence so if someone says something i might get an additional line that says you notice he shifts uncomfortably in his chair, which is something that someone who has a slightly different character may not get. Mm. The problem I've got with it so far, which is totally self-imposed, is that I am walking around the entire map interacting with and talking to everyone, and it's a lot to listen to and sort of read. So I've only played about maybe three hours so far. And I know that as soon as I finish my my big loop of the map and that, that when I've spoken to everyone, I'll be able to get on with the game proper. But essentially, you're solving a murder. You're a police officer. Uh, you've got total amnesia. You don't know anything about yourself. And you can just... It's funny as well. You can just say to people, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what's happening. Please help me. Your necktie talks to you sometimes and is just like this sort of weird, erratic party animal that encourages you to just do stupid things, it's great. Like it's it's really hard to explain, but I'm looking forward
1: to playing more when I've got some time to actually sink my teeth into it. Sam probably. from Cultaholic is a big proponent of yeah. that game. He was telling oh, me he? about it and was saying, you should really give it a go. So I've been meaning to. It's on my wish list now, but uh, just so oh, little It was time. on sale in January, but yeah, yeah.
2: it's good. It's, it's, it's very good so far. The art style is beautiful as well. I'll play more of it and uh, see how I get on. I think the next game on the horizon is huh. probably... Probably uh, Forbidden West, I think.
3: Is Maybe. Elden Ring not out before Forbidden West, or did I make that up? When's Forbidden, Forbidden West what? again? 18th of February.
2: Just, I think it's like a week before. Ah, oh boy, okay. enjoy that. Yeah, yeah it's going to be good, isn't it? Uh, busy week? nice. Very busy week, but that's all I've played.
3: <laughs> cool, Excellent. but I think it's time for question two then. Yes, I
2: think it might this be. This
3: comes from your friend and mine, Cameron keyword He says, happy 150th episode, Bap. Challenge streamer... Oh, stream- God, it is, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's 150. Oh, yeah. I forgot
2: oh. about Aren't that. Aren't celebrating in style, for yeah. God's
3: sake? Woohoo! Um, <laughs> yes. Challenge streamer Mitch-, Mitch Riz, during the annual AD- AGDQ, beat Sekiro while blindfolded. What's a game you believe you could still be competent at while blindfolded?
2: Did you watch this? No.
3: no.
2: I've just finished it last night. I've been watching it over the last few days. It's utterly... As you can imagine, abs- not only does he finish the game in two hours, but he also does it bl- blindfolded. And he's—I just—I can't—I just don't understand. I, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, how someone can memorize something like that? He's like running into walls very specifically, so that the camera changes slightly, so then he knows that he's in—he's facing the right way to run to the next thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's—it's it's absolutely
1: absurd. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking that, like, not only is it a question of memorizing just the the direction and, and, you know, the the way you need to be going in a game and trying to do that without being able to see. But on top of that, with a lot of games, you need to be able to react to things that aren't always going to move in exactly the same direction or exactly the same time uh, in in each game. So, I guess within the case of Sekiro, he's using audio cues a lot or he's like yeah. behaving in a certain way that makes him less likely to be hit, like just in general. Um, but, you know, I thought about something like one of the Crash games or something like that. But I don't know how, I just would not be able to deal with with the enemies. I just don't know how I would do it. Uh, mm. Same with Spyro. And also, I, I wouldn't, you know, as we've talked about with uh, speedruns, I wouldn't want to uh, kind of pull the soul out of games that i care about to that extent um but then i I started thinking about like any other game that would i think i'd be half decent at blindfolded and really i couldn't think of one like i (laughs) i don't know what i would do so i eventually came up with an answer um it's, it's probably not the answer anyone expected but i think i could do no worse at Space Channel 5 blindfolded <laughs> than, than being able to see. Yeah, um, that's a good one. She literally tells you what you need to do. She just says, like, up, down, choo-choo. Chew, chew. So I would chew, press chew. that. You don't need to be able to watch... You don't have to watch that game to be able to play it, um, I don't think. And certainly not all the stuff that we played. I don't think there was any kind of visual cues whatsoever. Um, no. I, think, so. I think
3: the visual cues hindered more than helped i think
1: yeah yeah maybe so um
3: that was a good one
1: yeah so uh ashton yeah
3: i don't know if there's even a single game that i could that i would be remotely competent at blindfolded but i kind of thought well how can i make this easier for myself probably something that's linear slash something that is not massive that won't have me running in the wrong direction for like t- 10 15 minutes so i thought maybe something like the last of us but then that's the issue is like it is very kind of reactive of people will shoot at you and try to kill you a lot Oh my
1: god and yeah i'd hate to play that black how lot. would
3: you like shoot the zombies when you're hanging upside down in the garage you know what i mean so i was like don't know I, I did maybe i couldn't do that but then i think of like most linear games where you kind of a maybe keener bridge of spirits maybe would be all right because it's not too aggressive but Mm. then even then there are quite a lot of enemies that probably just have to swing rapidly and hope for the best um so yeah maybe and then i thought but i could probably just like mainline that borderlands 2 and just sprint and just see if i could get to the end and just shoot as much as you can because i don't feel like you get punished too much for dying in borderlands 2 so i feel like other than being sent back to a checkpoint i don't think i'd be too upset about dying but i i couldn't do it i'm just gonna say it now i actually would not be able to do it but i mean i'd give it a good go and end up like lost and confused in a matter of seconds but yeah i couldn't do it but i'd give it a go to blindfolded borderlands 2 and Mm -hmm. I know I, I would be horrible at it, but I've got
1: to imagine will not stop
2: streaming until she
3: beats Bob
1: Land's <laughs> Absolutely
2: not. Yeah. I will not so.
3: stop streaming.
1: Ever. Uh, I've got to imagine that side scrollers have got to be easier to play if if we're talking about mm-hmm. a game where you have the agency to move around and attack and defend and stuff, like the moment you remove a whole dimension out of your movement, that's gotta simplify things a little bit in terms yeah. of knowing where you are. Um but yeah, I don't know, I'd still suck. Ben?
2: Well, yeah, that's the thing. An unassisted blindfolded run is just so obscenely bonkers that I can't even begin to imagine being able to memorize anything like that to any extent. You know, I I was terrible with revision, you know, for exams and stuff. Mm. I can't imagine knowing a game so well that you can picture it in your mind. And I think it says a lot for which it's going to sound... It's going to sound a bit silly, but I think it says a lot for the accessibility of Sekiro that the audio cues are so well designed Mm. that someone can do that because they're just going off audio alone. The guy, when he speed ran it, um, was not doing his own commentary. There was someone else doing commentary for him, and he basically just went into isolation for two hours to play it. Like he was on camera, but he was only listening to the game uh he wasn't listening to anybody else talking which would obviously be hugely distracting and he yeah. wasn't talking himself um so yeah it's it's absolutely nuts i don't think i could do any game at all ever uh maybe a text adventure game with voice acting uh <laughs> perhaps pokemon red blue or yellow with like an earbud in my ear saying left four spaces up three you know that sort of thing yeah. but again it's not it's not counting for the rng of bumping into wild pokemon yeah it's not in, it's not um considering having to level up your pokemon it's not considering the rng of just fights in general in terms of will your move hit or miss knowing how much
1: damage you've done each time yeah like you, would, you wouldn't know how how well it, it had gone and like how many hp were left
2: you could what they did in Sekiro, they actually went for the the bad ending, um, just because it the game ends slightly sooner, uh, not much sooner. Obviously, there's still a huge amount of work that goes in before that, but maybe heavy rain, if you were to do a kill all characters run, mm. could, could be possible. Pretend it would still be really hard, but you know
1: that could work.
2: Yeah, but I mean if you're a game like that, you, just ending
1: it, sooner. Yeah, it just takes you to the end anyway. So other than little bits of wandering around shopping malls shouting, Sean, like hmm. it's mostly kind of just decisions and poor, poor reactions to, uh, jackanisms. So you would, everyone would die. You're right. But, um, yeah.
3: You could definitely do it. Everyone dies in uh, Dark Pictures Run, yeah, for sure. Easily, you could oh
1: kill,
2: yeah. Kill
3: everyone within the first half an hour, I reckon, of, dark, of most Dark Probably. Pictures games. There's
2: so much waffle though at the start of all Dark Pictures games where you're just walking for ages, interacting That's true, with yeah. stuff. Uh, so oh, that yeah, might there be a challenge. But even so, pace. yeah, if you memorise which way the camera is facing, you might be all right.
3: Yeah, I was just watching the Sekiro run while we were talking, and he just kind of threw himself off a cliff, and then just grappled onto something like he just yes. knew where that was I and think i was the grapples
2: like, help as well he's just mashing yeah. the grapple button a lot of the time Mad. he still knows where the grapples are and where he's going to end up yeah. afterwards but the fact that that's there i think
1: really helped with traversal and stuff well yeah it's with games like that it's i've because i've seen people do blindfold runs of various games and you know some of it there's like a reliance on knowing about certain mechanics or certain uh like corners or whatever that will put you in a place where you go, right, now I certainly know where I am again. Even if you get a bit lost, if you can find say, a fixed grapple point or something like that, or, you know, um something where you you know you're gonna be deposited in a specific place. Then it just helps you to reset your location, I guess. I mean I don't know yeah. how the grappling works in Sekiro, but yeah it's there's so much goes into these things like it's not just audio it's not just memorizing the path and memorizing the world it's like using all kinds of mechanics to your advantage and like death abuse and stuff like jumping off cliffs so that you know you'll be reset at like spawn points Mm -hmm. and yeah it's really it's it's really impressive it is Mm. absolutely absurd well
2: it's time for something a little peculiar. Yeah. yeah. And a little my, odd. Get my paper. Yeah, just get my two. Yeah. It's time for weird news. Weird news. Weird news. it's weird news time time for some weird video game news Uh, we of course are brought weird news courtesy of our podcast producers if you'd like to become a podcast producer why not check out patreon.com forward slash team triple jump there's a tier available and you get a shout out right here peter kick us off checkered omega
3: sean leg
2: trick 24 Evan
1: Brydenbach,
3: G.Y. Goliath.
1: Ellie Nicholas. Erica Hutchinson.
3: Melody L. Bonnet.
1: Dylan. Gabrielle Philippink.
3: Katie Garrett or Jared.
1: Alex McDonald. And Kagan Ag- 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 Agronox. I beg your Kaden pardon. Agrinox. Kaden Agronox. I may have said Kagan there as well, but it's Kaden Agranox. Kaden Sick
3: Agrinox. name.
1: Such sickest a cool name.
2: name. such a sickest cool
3: name. name.
1: <laughs> so cool. Thank you, podcast producers.
2: We appreciate all of you. Thank you. Peter, you got some weird
1: news? Got some weird news that was sent to us in our weird news tweet. Uh, we do a tweet and a Facebook post every week saying, hey, give us some weird news. We might read yours on the podcast and give you a shout out. Um, this one came from the Twitter post. I don't think it was on the Facebook post as well, but it's from Johnny Mac on Twitter at Johnny Mac 13. Um, This is according to Metro.co.uk who uh, say, Bobby Kotick wanted to buy Kotaku and PC Gamer so they wouldn't be mean about him.
3: Mm, I have seen this. (laughs)
1: Um, This was written up on Wednesday the 19th of January by Game Central at Metro. So we don't have the name of the actual writer, but that's fine. Uh, Here we go. Further revelations from Microsoft's intended purchase of Activision Blizzard give new insight into how CEO Bobby Kotick's mind works. Activision Blizzard has been at the center of two of the biggest news stories of recent years. But before Microsoft announced it was going to acquire them for a staggering $68.7 billion, and you can believe that we will get to that later on in the podcast, of course, (laughs) um, Activision Activision Blizzard were embroiled in a major scandal about toxic workplace conditions, including harrowing tales of discrimination and bullying. Publicly, CEO Bobby Kotick insisted that he would lead the charge to clean up the company and resisted calls that he should resign, even after accusations that he had been personally responsible for some of the abuse. Privately, though, it seems Kotick had different plans for countering the bad publicity, buying out those that were criticising him and have them pump out pro-Activision propaganda instead. According to a report by the Wall Street Journal, Kotick apparently wanted to change the public narrative for Activision Blizzard by acquiring both Kotaku and or PC Gamer. While Kotaku has certainly been highly critical of Kotick in the past, PC Gamer isn't necessarily known for the same sort of coverage, and the suggestion suggestion is that the plan was to just buy media companies in general and not only those that had been critical of the company. Although Activision has denied the report that Kotaku and PC Gamers owners have... Uh, although, sorry, although Activision has denied the report, there should be a comma here, but there isn't, Kotaku and PC Gamers owners have refused to comment, which is peculiar. Um, it also says refused to comments, which is peculiar. So not a very good write-up here from... Metro. Oh, Metro. Uh, it's hard to imagine any scenario in which readers would have accepted the sites being run by a games publisher, especially one with Activision Blizzard's reputation. But it does paint a disturbing picture of how Kotick attempts to deal with legitimate criticism. Um, I'm just gonna
3: put it out there right now. Mm. I hate Bobby Kotick.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Like I, I hate him.
2: Mm-hmm. He's
3: a he's a bad dude. Yes, yeah.
2: he he's terrible
3: bad moral compass absolute power
2: corrupts absolutely and this man has more money than he can ever spend in a thousand lifetimes Mm -hmm. and he's terrible i
3: hope every time he tries to drink a cold drink it's lukewarm oh okay all
2: right
1: there's no need for that that's a
3: bit too far
1: every time he tries to drink a hot drink it's cold nice
3: that's a good one too yeah i just Uh, i i just hate him why why would he why would he do that what an absolute nutter why would he think oh i know how this i can fix this i'll just pay i'll just buy a magazine Mm. and i'll just tell them that to write nice things about me yeah i just
2: it's bonkers this this i mean we won't go too (laughs) far into it because it's largely irrelevant but this does happen in all spheres Mm. this kind of situation where a big entity purchases a journalistic outlet and then corrupts what they publish yeah uh, it happens all the time and i'm glad it was avoided here cuz i mean luke plunkett has been fantastic value on twitter this week <laughs> just in multiple ways but if we got if we start getting weird news from luke plunkett saying uh, weird news um bobby Everyone kotick I- likes uh likes uh, brie in his fish <laughs> finger sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> what a lovable rogue oh, what a scamp uh,
3: he's such a kooky crazy quirky kid just like us
2: yeah <laughs> just like us he's just like us
3: he's just like us
1: oh terrible <sighs> So, you know, although I don't normally like to give Bobby Kotick any airtime, I thought that was, at least it was a negative story. And I thought it was pretty weird. I didn't hear mm-hmm. that this week. I just saw it on the on the Twitter thread and thought, what? He wanted to do what? He wanted What's... to do what? The madness of this man. Not only is he, you know, as you say, a horrible human being, but it's just ridiculous that he even wanted to do that. Yeah.
2: Absolutely yeah. bonkers. It
3: fills me with rage. Like I'm that. Like I'm mad. I heard about it the other day. I read the article just because it came up on my feed, and I just it filled me with rage. <laughs> I was like, "Ugh." It reminds I me I of that story.
1: It the headline has sort of been reposted to Twitter this week in light of recent events, where it's like an older story, but it was uh, the headline was uh, Microsoft uh, asked, Microsoft sought meeting to buy Nintendo and we were left out of the room or something. <laughs> oh, um, that was way back when, yeah. It was, was, yeah, so it was a long time fun. ago. But, it, uh, you know, it, these these crazy people just thinking, I know, money will solve this. I will just <laughs> buy things. And
2: The amount uh, of money I have is hurting my image. I'm going to spend money to make
1: it go away. And then the people who are offered that money going, huh, no, no thanks, Bobby. No You're thanks, right, Microsoft. Bobby. You're, You're right. all right, we're not going to do that no thanks um ashton weird news i
3: I have a weird news that's kind of i think a bit positive that i think we all need in this uh this week of 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 what it has been and it comes from Kotaku, it's by john walker and it's in the news section and it is wordle that thing that's been bugging up everyone's twitter feed wordle brings accidental windfall to another dev who gives it all to charity Next week, Wordle Ends All Worlds Conflict, Saves Puppy from Drowning. (laughs) You know how everything is awful? Well, wait, this isn't. Wordle, the super simple mastermind like word games, has been been taken over planet Earth, seems to create goodwill in its wake. The latest being that of Stephen Cravotta, whose five-year-old app with the same name has found itself at the top of the mobile charts. Except rather than diving into his accidental riches, Scrooge Scrooge McDuck-like, he's given it all to charity. Ah... As spotted by GR+, Josh Wardle's Wordle has led to squillions of confused players in brackets, hello exclamation mark, accidentally downloading a five-year-old app with the same name to their mobile devices. The result being, creators of the other Wordle ended up receiving close to 200,000 downloads in a couple of days, more than it has received in more than it it had received in total in the previous five years, and in turn, generating him a whole bunch of advertising revenue. It's easy to understand why. As Gravata points out in a a Twitter thread chronicling his experience, few of the major outlets covering the story bothered to mention it wasn't a mobile app. When I first heard word of the phenomenon over the holidays, I went to Google Play, uh-huh. typed in Wordle and, d- and downloaded the app that came atop top of results. It was a bit rubbish. I wondered what the fuss was about and at some point later read some responsible journalism that mentioned it was browser only. Cravotta explains that he made his Wordle in 2017 when he was 18 as an attempt to hone his coding. It did about 100,000 downloads over a few months and eventually he gave up on it. The la- and last week something very odd was happening. His sales graph has gone all spiky. The developer's thread thread goes on to say that the downloads didn't slow down after hitting 200k. Since Since then, the independent has reported it's over 500k. Now, if this were happening to you, not you, you, you'd just be rolling around in the cash on your bed, rubbing it onto your unsettlingly, unsettlingly naked skin, oh but my not God. Stephen Cravotta, who instead got in touch with Josh Wardle and asked if him if there was somewhere he'd like the proceeds to be donated. They agreed on Boost West Oakland, a charity that mentors and tutors young people in West Oakland area. The surprise windfall was set to be around $3,000 and still growing. This is a stark contrast to others who have attempted to bleed cash out of Wardle's success and yeah, which he has made no effort, no efforts to earn money. The game instead a sort of love letter to his partner. You can support Kravotta and Indeed yourself by getting his, app, his latest app, Puff Count, which aims to help people quit vaping. And if you increase the good fortunes of the good people at Boost, you can donate right here. So there we are.
1: Yeah, that's some that. people, that's a lovely story, but there are also mm. people who have just, because there's apparently no trademark on the Wordle game because he just made it for fun for his girlfriend. Um, people have just made Wordle as an app yeah. and they're charging like 29p for it on the app store and they're just making loads of money from it, which is mm. just It was a matter so- of time. It's like Flappy
2: Bird all over again. Yeah.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah.
3: I forgot to say that was submitted by Dan Darren Helton on Facebook. So thanks, Darren. Thanks, Darren. Excellent. Everyone else on Facebook and, and Twitter was like, the news story that we know Ben is about to do and also just Microsoft Activision. So yeah. it, was a, it was a tough one to find something that wasn't that this week. But Darren came through with a nice a nice uplifting story. So thanks, Darren. <laughs>
0: Thank
1: you, but, Darren. Uh You're right. Ben got in there first with perhaps the
3: the best, the best weird story of, 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 yeah. of
1: certainly of the week if not maybe of the year the year so far mm-hmm. we'll um, see what well, certainly the year so far but maybe the entire year by the time
3: we get <laughs> yeah. to the end yeah
1: so
2: i ended up actually finding this myself after it happened um but thank you to i assume from what you guys have said everybody else who's who has submitted this uh to us uh mm-hmm. this write-up comes from vice.com and samantha cole here we go Final Fantasy Porn Interrupts Italian Senate Zoom Event. Wonderful. (laughs) Okay, here we go. The subtitle reads, A video of Tifa Lockhart from Final Fantasy VII having sex appeared on the screen during an event full of politicians and academics. Let's dive in. Someone crashed a virtual event from the Italian Senate on Monday and streamed 3D porn featuring Final Fantasy characters in front of several politicians, academics, and one Nobel Prize winner. The video <laughs> featured 3D porn of Final Fantasy 7 character Tifa Lockhart getting it from behind. A few seconds oh. of the video played before the speaker realized what was happening and organizers started, to, started trying to remove the person streaming the video. Uh, and there's a quote here. About the results of the medical and scientific research, together with their fast accessibility and their reliability, one speaker says before Japanese words and moaning interrupt, and the porn appears on screen. There's a person that has snuck in. I apologise. If the other director please can help me kick out this person, one of the event organisers said. Monday's event, held at Palazzo... you could i'm so sorry in the italian senate was titled for a transparent pa open data for the political decision maker present were a mix of politicians from italy's five-star movement party as well as physicist and academic giorgio parisi who won the nobel prize 2021 for physics and several other economics sociology and information technology and communications experts according to local reports Senator Maria Laura Mantovani told Italian news outlet ADN Cronos, possibly, that she was reporting the incident to the police. As more events in the last two years have moved online for social distancing during the pandemic, Zoom bombing, when someone uninvited gets access to a virtual meeting and trolls the event with porn or harassment, has become more and more common. A cut of the video can be viewed here. So there I saw it on Reddit.
3: It was. It made, did make me laugh. To be fair,
1: i
2: have been some good memes. Some good memes have come out of it.
1: Yeah, there uh, we are. Pretty yeah. weird. I mean, I, I, it, it was sort of. I, I found it, it funny as a story until you kind of made the point that this has become a really common problem where people are just walking into meetings they're not invited to Mm -hmm. showing porn or harassing people. And you know, when you put it like that, that, yeah, that's obviously not, that's not cool. I don't know how um, they get in. I don't know how they're doing it. No, I don't. Um,
3: I struggle to get into zoom meetings that I'm invited to. Yeah. (laughs)
1: How
3: do you get, how do you get into ones you're not even invited to? I don't understand.
2: It's amazing though. Um, Mm, I, I think this one personally, I think this one's quite impressive.
3: Mm. A crazy story. Um, I
2: don't know if this yeah. was targeted harassment due to the nature of what was being discussed or if it was just,
1: this will be funny. Mm. You know, yeah. Because this will be funny. Um, but there we are. That's my weird news. Oh, boy. Imagine imagine That's if good. that had happened back in the days, in the height of uh, video gaming magazines. Imagine the write-ups you would have seen <laughs> oh, from God. that. Just tonally. It um, would have been <laughs> awful. It would have been, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, let's move on to question three then, shall Mm. we? This is from Charlie Brain with that Charlie Brain, big, big Charlie Brain, Mm -hmm. um, who says, given the recent pretty awful Avengers game, uh, given how good the film... Oh, okay. (laughs) Given the recent pretty awful Avengers game... Given how good the films have been, if you could choose a superhero team uh, to have a game made for them to be amazing, what team would you choose and who would you choose to make it? Uh, can't look past Rocksteady given the Batman games, but interested to hear your thoughts. Thank you, Charlie.
3: Thanks, Charlie. Um,
1: I've gone slightly, slightly off, uh, um, off-piste off with this, where um, I would actually like to see a supervillain team game mm. um, i want to play as pretty much every member of the sinister six i think all of them mm. would be quite mm. fun to play as um, for those who aren't aware sinister six was um was a spider-man uh, like supervillain group um so it's, it would be in the marvel universe um and off the top of my head it was doc ock uh well there were different ones over time but the one i'm thinking of is doc ock vulture uh electro sandman and then i think it was craven the hunter and mysterio lizard um, might
2: have been in there as well
1: at some point lizard might have I been thought in,
3: scorpion was in there at one point Scorp- as well. yeah
1: scorpion was in one of them because yeah he was in the um in in the game wasn't he like when you were up against the sinister six um mm-hmm. but uh i think that was the original one uh that i that i just listed yeah. um but I mean, I've I've always liked Vulture as a character. I know basically he just he can fly, but I I, I like Old Man Vulture, not the one from the Spider-Man movies, but like the the kind of the one with the actual green feathers and a bald head. I he's think got he's, cancer,
2: has not he? I think that's why he's he's so decrepit or something. Yeah, it's, I it's, think so. Part of his story.
1: Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so I think he's... Uh, I've always liked him as a character. Um, Mysterio is an interesting guy. You could maybe do like stealth missions as Mysterio, trying to like confuse people, like do infiltration. Sandman would be quite interesting because he can sort of morph around and stretch like Mr. Fantastic in kind of weird ways. He's just uh, knack. I think that could be He's just Knack. Yeah, he's We've, just they already
2: nailed the knack physics, you know, big and small, easy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Craven <laughs> um, the hunter, I guess, would just be a badass who would just be fighting things. He'd be like the just the the general muscle, and he would have knives and and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Electro, I'm not that bothered about because. I don't really like electricity in games. I don't like pe- being up against people using electric attacks against you. I hate that, and I don't really like using electric attacks against other people. I think it's a bit ugly, just seeing all these like little tendrils of electricity just like spiking everywhere. I've I've never liked it. But you not played um, Infamous? I, I played a bit of Infamous, and yeah, I mean, not not a big fan. I mean, even like in Miles Morales with his um, Venom punch, mm. I know it wasn't like completely electric it was more just energy but like that as well I just it, obviously it worked very well as an attack I'm not denying that but I just visually I don't really like electric attacks at okay. all um, but he would be the only one I'm not that interested in Electra and like Doc Ock could be, could be kind of fun he could have all kinds of abilities with his with his uh, arms I think it would be great <laughs> to be able to like just cycle between them whether whether you have the option to or whether different levels you play as different characters um and in terms of who should make it i don't know there are there are all kinds of great ones rocksteady insomniac um you know those are the two that that spring to mind but uh yeah that's what i want to see i want a sinister six game give it to me
3: (laughs) please please if if you'd be so kind yeah um Uh, well i had an idea but it wasn't necessarily a a team of superheroes um so i thought it'd be cool to have like a daredevil game kind of like obviously daredevil can't see so i think it'd be interesting to have it like really stylized of what of kind of how daredevil sees the world kind of situation kind of like a super hot situation where you can't actually see features but you can see a person coming at you in like red or colors or stuff because obviously daredevil kind of sees through sounds and scents and kind of i don't really sometimes in the tv show he sees and you're like how how does he know this i was watching it the other day and at one point he went yes there's a box with three flares in it in the corner of the room and i'm like i couldn't even see that with my eyes how are you gonna see that with with your no eyes yeah so but I think it would be really cool. We could make it really stylized and you could kind of like have it kind of first person almost and just kind of see through the eyes of Daredevil and fight that way. I think that would be really cool. And um, also, I had the idea that maybe a kind of Captain Marvel, Photon, Miss Marvel team up situation. I know that Miss Marvel was in the Avengers game, but you know the avengers game was rubbish so i didn't get to experience much of Ms. marvel but it would be great to kind of have the marvels as a, a team-up squad and we know insomniac make great superhero games so would love for insomniac to make a a marvel's game that would be grand
2: mm-hmm.
3: um but yeah those are the ideas that i had what about you ben Well, uh,
2: it seems like we're all going to go with Marvel here. I know a lot more about Marvel than I do DC, admittedly. Yeah, me too. Um, So I would like uh, the Defenders game, please. Mm. Um, I thought the Defenders series on Netflix was not very good. Uh, but I thought the various constituent parts were good, apart from Iron Fist, who I think is crap. Um, so the defenders you got: Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Daredevil. At least in the Netflix adaptation, I think those are the four characters that I would like. Uh, Daredevil for the same reasons you just spoke about. I think he's, I think he's rad. But if they manage to keep the same tone of those Netflix series, which are actually pretty dark and adult oh my and God, very yeah. violent, um, yeah. Then I think that it would make for quite a compelling game. It doesn't. There's not going to be a huge amount of comic relief, admittedly. But you know, in terms of getting the bickering um, styles down, I would quite like Idos Montreal to have a go at it after their work on Guardians. Um, yeah. I would like Wilson Fisk to be the villain. Have him be just this plotting mastermind um and you know always one step ahead and there'd be these overwhelming odds maybe you have the crazy shadow ninjas involved again from the netflix show i just i really i really liked what netflix was doing with the defenders and you know the the, the mm. individual series that they had again apart from iron fist which is rubbish uh um, but i would i think i'd like to see that in game form really
3: yeah i mean jessica jones is baddie in the first one david tenner oh yeah i can't remember what his Killgrave, name was was it? yeah i was gonna say i thought it was like kill something but i couldn't remember what, yeah i think that would be a, a really fun enemy to have to fight because obviously he could control anyone mm. by just talking to him and make people do anything so i'm gonna sneeze
2: <laughs> bless you Sorry. bless you
3: um and i think that could be a lot of fun to like fight against so yeah that's a good shout
2: yeah he was a scary scary baddie
3: he is a scary baddie, yeah.
2: Really scary. Uh, but there we are. Yeah. That's my suggestion. <laughs> is it time? But now
1: it's time for a, a very, very big, very big. It's so
2: large. The big discussion. Big discussion. <laughs> It's big discussion time, time for a probably rather lengthy, gigantic, humongous discussion. Um, Lots of people asked this question this week, but we're going to turn to Ben Hambrook's question in particular, Ben asks. Big talking point of the week is, of course, the Microsoft deal with Activision Blizzard. Do you think this could be good for gamers by potentially working to smooth out some of the more troublesome business practices from ActiBlizz? Or is this move is this move towards what seems like monopolization a much more dangerous thing? Maybe that's meant to be more. Or is this more towards what seems like monopolization a much more dangerous thing? Mm. Um so yes. Huge news this week. Mm. Uh Microsoft buying activision blizzard for 69 billion dollars and uh the games industry's kind of shook still we don't know all the details but peter what do you think
1: well i think there's two different arguments here i think like there is the well not two different arguments two different kind of uh topics i suppose is the word here where you know the question of is it a good or bad thing that a big company has bought another big company? And I think that is generally for the consumer a very bad thing. Um, I I think it um, kind of it can affect the the overall sense of competition. You know, if you've got two companies, for example, Microsoft and Activision, both producing games. Um, and they're not owned by the same people. They are essentially in competition with each other, and they mm-hmm. have to. Yeah, everyone has to play off against everyone else, make the best product for essentially the cheapest price, or you know, just the the best deal overall. And that's always good for the consumer. Uh, the moment that these um, become single entities, that to a certain extent reduces the competition. Now, you still have internal uh an internal sense of competition with with large companies like this so for example uh in the case of disney you still have marvel and star wars series coming out and you see discourse online about oh well which one debuted you know which episode uh, episode one was the best of the, the latest series or whatever so it doesn't completely wipe out competition within um a uh a, a large entity like that but it's certainly uh not a good thing when the same company is just owning everything uh broadly speaking the only plus that you get from that really is that the fact that if one person owns the license for all manner of things then it maybe gives you the uh, uh the option of interesting crossovers perhaps um Mm. but that that doesn't justify i don't think the the larger story here the fact that we might get master chief punching crash bandicoot in the face one day in a in a brawler game or something Um, did
2: you not enjoy the lego death star in star in uh, spider-man
1: yeah oh Mm. hell yeah um so yeah you get things like that but it that that's pretty much the only positive that comes from it but in terms of uh, well in fact there's a third topic because the second one is uh, does this mean that Microsoft might be able to clean up Activision well potentially um, I'm sure we're going to go a lot more into this when you guys have, have said your piece as well. So I won't just sit here and hog the entire discussion uh, while it's my turn. But, you know, you, there there was in the immediate aftermath of the news breaking, uh, some places were reporting, oh, but Kotick's going to be staying on. They're not going to get rid of him. And then it became clearer as time went on that, well, no, what they're saying is while the deal is being you know, signed and sealed and delivered. Uh, he is just going to remain in place because that from a business sense makes sense, I suppose, just to wait until everything's sorted before you start making big decisions. But then after the, it's officially been done, um, you know, now there are question marks over whether he will then be removed. Uh, so if Microsoft is able to clean up Activision, that's obviously a very good thing. Um, I I don't know. But then the third topic, and it's important to separate these three things, is whether it's okay for Microsoft to have bought a publisher or to have bought a studio or, you know, because there's discussion about, well, you know, PlayStation buy studios sometimes, you know, some quite successful ones. Um, Microsoft have made purchases in the past of uh, certain studios. So, uh, there is, particularly in a kind of a tribalistic sense, between Sony and Microsoft fans uh, and Nintendo as well. I suppose uh, there are arguments over whether this is like, oh well, Microsoft are hogging uh, the certain IP, um, and uh, we've we've heard as well from Microsoft already that they're saying they're not looking to take away games from Sony players. Uh, at the moment um well they didn't say it at the moment but what they said was we're not going to be taking away experiences from sony players which implies to me they're not going to stop supporting games that are already out on sony platforms i think but i don't think that necessarily spells out that they will not be releasing exclusive sequels uh, in the future. I don't think, I don't think what they've said so far means that they won't be doing that. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll let you guys have your, say your piece now, but just on that topic, although that might be disappointing to a Sony player, I don't know if I, if, if we've can, if we can really say that that isn't fair or that that's bad form, I think it's disappointing. um, you know the idea that for example the next elder scrolls not not talking about activision anymore but you know just as an example the next elder scrolls might not be available for playstation players um that, that that's a, a disappointing thing but it's it's kind of fair game you know i think there's a difference between being sad about that or disappointed about that versus whether it's okay um but anyway i've spoken for ages now ashton what, what are your thoughts <laughs>
3: Um, I mean, yeah, uh, I I don't think any of us kind of subscribe to the, the tribal nature of Xbox versus PlayStation and whether we're on one side or we're on the other side. No. I think it's very clear that we all we all own PlayStation consoles, but Ben also owns an Xbox and has recently been getting into Xbox quite a lot. And I am mm-hmm. a big fan of Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And I think that the the cries from PlayStation and Sony fans to... So oh please please buy Square Enix or oh please buy Ubisoft. Like, no I don't want them to buy Ubisoft. I don't yeah. want them to buy EA. I don't want I don't want everyone to be owned by the same two companies. The same way I don't want every movie and TV publisher to be owned by Disney. But unfortunately they're snaffling them all up. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that it you don't want everyone to be under the same umbrella because then, like Peter said, there's no competition and there's no need to be better and grow as much as there is when you work against another company you know i if i if i made a game and peter made a game and we we're both releasing it then obviously we we want them both to kind of do well so we want to kind of outdo each other but if ben buys both of us and buys both of our games and puts them out together the person that's benefiting is ben and we don't have to really try very hard because we know that our games are going to get sold because they're the only games that are going out. And it's like, I just, I hate that that they have this like hold over it now. And I don't want Sony to just retaliate by buying, you know, a, a bigger studio or buying more studios and bring them under the Sony umbrella. I think that it, it damages communities that have been formed externally from Sony and Xbox. It also damages communities that have been formed kind of under individual umbrellas and I just think it's a it's a bad thing I think it's a bad thing that is is happening and I don't want this to become the norm um and in terms of the Activision Blizzard thing I I think that maybe Microsoft have done a smart thing by buying it now but I also think that it's a really weird decision to make to buy a company that is currently going through such a media tour like storm and is currently dealing with such a huge backlash from both internal workers and external gamers you know there's people in the comments of all the tweets being like who even cares it doesn't affect you you know you just play the games you just think about the games and people are like well think about the humans that are you know making the games but okay and i think that there's been so many like things in the contracts that that they've kind of found of like Microsoft of I think there was a contract a quote from a contract that I saw earlier that um said there's currently no evidence of strikes that are ongoing in the company when they're on like week seven of strikes at Activision Blizzard and Raven. Mm-hmm. And I just think that I don't know if they'll fix it. I don't know if they'll just merge Activision Blizzard into Microsoft and just start implementing Microsoft policies. And I think that Bobby Kotick, you know, he sucks and (laughs) he's going to be around at least for another 12 to 18 months while this gets sorted. He's probably made absolute bank from this. He couldn't care less if he is kicked out of the company. He's going to retire and live a long and blissful life with lots of money. So... He doesn't care. This isn't. This isn't going to punish him. If his company went bankrupt, that's different than his company being bought for sixty-nine billion pounds or dollars, even. Well, you know,
1: I just... J- just on that before Ben, you come in. Uh, I, I guess you guys probably saw the thing where people had. Um, I guess because it's public information, uh, there were just figures available um, mm. to the, yeah. to us about how much Bobby Kotick would make if he was let go from. Microsoft Activision Blizzard whatever it's going to be called um and it was different figures d- depending on uh, whether they had like cause to do so or whether you know he was like there's different you know, various ways you can let someone go essentially but you know even worst case scenario he's he will make 200 million dollars off being yeah. uh, let go from the company um i think unless I, I assume if he's like if they can prove that there's like outright like terrible stuff that he has done, uh you might be able to let someone go without paying them off if like there's, you know, enough cause there. Um but if it's more a sort of we just want to push you out the door and you know, here's here's your golden handshake, then yeah, two hundred million dollars. So he is not losing out on this, even if he does end up being removed. Um, which is he's going to get an absurd amount of money? Yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's two
2: hundred ninety-two million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's nearly three hundred million dollars he would get. Um, oh, I would God. assume he's going to be given a big old severance package, and they just agree to part ways. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know we're not we're not experts in this, but there may also be grounds that while they cannot prove necessarily beyond reasonable doubt that he's done awful stuff and so needs to be terminated which I mean he clearly has uh that maybe the unthinkable scenario of activision Blizzard being purchased and other you know new people coming in might well be grounds for some sort of other clause in the contract to kick in where it's like these are exceptional
1: circumstances and you're leadership is no longer required kind of thing we're able to rejig yeah, yeah because of the exceptional so yeah p- perhaps there's something in there yeah bonkers um ben what do you think broadly about the well the whole thing?
2: i i as i was saying to you guys before we started recording i sort of had to write my thoughts down so um here goes uh th- <laughs> as far as i can see there are two sides to this in that this is a victory for Xbox and Xbox players, and all of these games will be on Game Pass. And this is a shocking and a dangerous step towards the total monopolization of the gaming industry, basically. Mm-hmm. And both are valid points. Xbox have an absurd win here, truly, and Game Pass will benefit from it. For reasons I get into, I'll get into, sorry, I think Nintendo will be largely unaffected by this. Yeah. Um, yeah
3: absolutely i think so
2: too
1: but well they're friends as- with microsoft anyway so uh
2: <laughs> yes yeah, yeah best mate but putting aside the fact that i am both a playstation fan and a series s owner slash game pass subscriber personally i don't feel like this is a good thing 69 billion dollars while a very nice number is an astronomical fee Uh, that makes the Bethesda deal look like child's play at this point and Disney was allowed to make all of their insane purchases so I highly doubt that the Department of Justice will be investigating or stand in Microsoft's path but for a company of this size to be able to gobble up another company of that size when they technically weren't for sale for that kind of money removing all brand loyalties and preferences and tribalism I think it's really troubling I think it's going to prove a big issue because Microsoft are not going to stop. It seems to me at least that this is Microsoft almost attempting to perhaps brute force their competition out of the game, so to speak. Mm. Sony stock value dropped by $20 billion Mm -hmm. after the deal was announced. And by all accounts, it's likely to recover. But I don't know how a deal of this magnitude can even be allowed without legal approval or how anyone for that matter can celebrate it as a good thing outside of i get more for my ten dollar per month game pass subscription um mm. i just really struggle with that i would like to quickly address a few questions and opinions i've seen floating around this week and you do have to bear in mind that we're we're recording on thursday and things yeah, are like, coming yeah. out all the time and you guys are yeah. welcome to respond to each of these points some of them are things that you've sort of covered so far but number one will these games come to other platforms going forwards Phil Spencer said in an interview, Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a variety of platforms and we plan to continue to support these communities moving forward. Now, we've heard ambiguous talk like this for a while with Bethesda and it's pretty clear where the line was drawn in the end. As you said, Peter, that statement to me means Microsoft will continue to support games already out or close to release. Mm Live service games like Warzone, etc. will continue. But eventually, at least some of these are going to be exclusive, right? Yeah. Yeah. I
3: saw something that was like... Netflix wouldn't buy you know say say look, Disney wouldn't buy Star Wars then go but they're also going to be available on Netflix as well uh we <laughs> bought them and we pulled the money in but they could they'll be on Netflix also yeah. like you're not going to pay a studio that And, like, get them to make a game for you that is on your platform and then go, oh, but I guess it could go on the other platform that's our main competitor and, you know, doesn't let their games come to our platforms, I guess. That's fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the difficult thing is that Sony's first-party stuff generally is exclusive. And, you know, that's sort of fair enough in the same way that it's fair enough that Nintendo and Microsoft's first-party stuff is exclusive, but... um,
3: I don't want it to be a, a situation where... You can only play the games that you want if you own every console. If you are like paying every company you can play the games that you want. Like, admittedly, like I I mean I have Xbox Game Pass on my PC and I have a PlayStation. But I I have bought a PlayStation and I have no intention of buying an Xbox because I can't afford to have two consoles. I don't want I haven't got the money to spend on having two consoles. And I'm lucky enough to even be able to afford a PlayStation 5. And I and I think that I don't want it to be a point where, well, I can't play half the games I want to play because I can't afford to buy a console or I can't afford to fork out a grand for a new computer. I can't afford that. So I'm not going to be able to play half my games because they're only available on one platform, at least if you've got a publisher that is external to both Sony and Microsoft, for example, That they will release games for both or 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 multiple platforms that are accessible to more people. So I think that's that's a situation I think the consumer will lose out in. Um,
1: Yeah, Um, what what might be perhaps more of a middle ground, and you know, if if they really do decide to go with some level of exclusivity, then maybe timed exclusivity would be nice because Mm. you know you've got you know in fair's fair like ps5 have i think it's timed exclusivity for knights of the old republic which is like inherently people think of the xbox when they think of the original version of that game right Mm -hmm. um and you know i've very much got horses in this race with Activision uh, aside from the fact that they're a terrible company I wouldn't at the moment support them but uh, there's been talk for a long time if you follow it on social media of like more Crash Bandicoot games coming out um, and, and maybe a maybe a Spyro game eventually but certainly a Crash one has been in development for a long time now just not officially announced um, and I would be very disappointed if that didn't come to PlayStation uh, there's been a lot of talk about how it's really weird that Microsoft now own a bunch of rare mascots from that were, you know, Nintendo-associated, and now Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, to a lesser extent, considered a PlayStation mascot. Um, but Sony have got Knights of the Old Republic, so uh, hopefully there might be some compromise here where some of these things that are at least heavily associated with competitor consoles... Will still come out on those competitor consoles, but even if it has to be like a timed exclusive or something like that, because I don't, it would just feel so weird to me. And I don't mean this from a person with a vested interest in wanting to play that game, but even just from an outside perspective, it would seem weird to me if a Crash game was an Xbox exclusive, in the same way that, you know, I'm not a personally a big Rareware fan, but. Banjo and Conker being like not made available on Switch. You know, if a new if a new one came out like a, a Banjo game, I would find it super strange if that wasn't also at least eventually made available on Nintendo. So mm-hmm. I've got to hope that the worst case would be timed exclusives, at least for these, as I say, more more kind of known multi platform or or kind of associated um, IP.
2: Yeah exclusives have always existed and will mm. always exist but i do think it's just a completely different reality the the it's worlds apart playstation buying up a studio to port games to pc and Microsoft buying an entire publisher and all of their associated IP. I, I just think it's complete, it's, a, it's not even the same conversation. I the don't scale really is, understand. Is well, yeah, but that's the thing. I don't understand mm. how that argument can even be made that, well, Sony buys studios and so on. It's like, well, yeah, they do, but Xbox has bought up a publisher that makes games for everyone and is potentially going to keep all of those games. It's not the same. I really don't see how it's the same at all.
3: Well, it's like Activision Blizzard by developers. They bought Toys for Bob, for example. Hmm. If so, Sony would buy Toys for Bob, Sony wouldn't buy Activision because Activision and Microsoft are kind of like similar energies in the sense that they buy smaller publishers to sort of support under their their branch of kind of Activision Blizzard. Sony bought Gorilla, bought for example, under their because they were a smaller publisher, they can support them and grow them. They, Activision, Blizzard and Sony and Microsoft were kind of obviously not on the same level in terms of like finances. I mean, clearly Microsoft just bought Activision for $17 billion, mm. but they're on the same level in terms of like what they do in the gaming sphere. But I think that buying kind of someone that is similar level to you, who has their own set of... Companies underneath them is kind of crazy. Like yeah. that's the the weird thing about it is that they're they're a different. They're not a studio. They're a developer and a publisher, and that's the kind of crazy thing about it. I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, point. Yeah, two. I mean, oh, sorry, I struggle on, with this though. Is is like I only from a devil's advocate point of view. Like I'm with mm. you guys that I find it disappointing and worrying and. Um, like you said earlier, Ben, about just the general sense of monopolization that this kind of portents, like, uh, you know, that's not a great thing. But, you know, Insomniac have have released games on multiple platforms over the years. I know they're PlayStation-associated, but like, as I say, it's a devil's advocate point of view. And the scale is, is completely different. I completely agree with that. But um, I don't think it's not like playstation hasn't acquired companies in the past that have historically released titles on xbox and pc and perhaps going forward will not be do- will will not do that so while i agree the scale is a completely different conversation in that sense i think case by case um I can I can at least see where other people are coming from, where they're saying, "Well, you know, fair's fair." Like, all, you know, it, it's biz- business is business, and if if they want to do that, there should be nothing that legally stops them from doing that, um, you know, or maybe even morally. Um, and you know, as I say, ultimately, subjectively, I'm with you guys on that. I, I don't I don't want that to happen, but I think seeing it from the other side of the argument i can i don't think they're as different conversations as perhaps it it appears
2: i think it's I a discussion know. for another time but mm. activision blizzard is a publisher bethesda was a publisher yeah. they have so many franchises and games under them that are available on multiple multiple platforms buying an buying an independent studio to continue working with them on your own IP that you already own I think is very different Mm. because no one while while Xbox owners yes are going to miss out on uh, sorry what am I trying to say Uh, Insomniac developed games the only IP that I can think of that they wouldn't get any more of is Sunset Overdrive
1: Sunset Overdrive
2: which is you know Mm. not something that Insomniac was releasing annually for the past two decades like Call of Duty for example and we still don't know what the plans are with Microsoft. I just think no. it's a very different situation in terms of the games that could potentially no longer be available to people who have had access to them
1: for the longest time.
3: I think yeah, but again,
1: be... I, I think ultimately that's a, a, just a, a question of scale rather than... Yeah. I think essentially the same thing is... is is being done or, or, or is at play it's just obviously this is a much bigger in that sense it is a completely different situation because yes it's a publisher and yes it's a bigger deal and it's a far greater number of IPs but case by case you know Sunset Overdrive theoretically a sequel not being available to Xbox players as I say case by case is no, no different to um, you know a, a Spyro video game not being available to a PlayStation player um mm. broadly speaking um but that's as i say it's purely devil's advocate that i'm saying that from like i i don't think it's a good thing at all
3: mm-hmm. no i think i think you're right there. i think it's that the, the what comes back to is the scale of the size of Activision blizzard i think that's mm. the thing yeah like that is that is the the point at which this go- becomes oh it's just them doing some more business and making buying an acquisition another... yeah, yeah making an acquisition and becoming mm, this doesn't feel correct in my soul i think yeah. that's the thing mm. it's a huge it's, slice it's of the pie yeah, yeah exactly i think that that's what it boils down to i think is why people are so upset is the size of activision blizzard mm. yeah i think no
1: that's certainly yeah that's that's true
3: yeah
2: for what sure. stands to be lost is is huge but we don't know we really don't know what's going to happen mm. yet it's still so early yeah uh, point two why isn't renowned horrible man and ActiBlizz CEO Bobby Kotick immediately removed? <laughs> well, if the documents that Peter was talking about are to be believed, Kotick would be owed uh, $292 million if he were terminated without cause. Plus, it's very much implied that once the takeover goes through, Phil Spencer will be head honcho and hopefully all matters of harassment can be properly addressed. Although, as you said, Ashton, it's not sounding promising so far. And I would, we were talking about it in our work Slack group as well at the time that when all the Activision stuff all came out like a couple of months ago or whenever it was quite recently uh, towards the end of last year Microsoft was one of the people, you know, Phil Spencer was one of the people to speak out and say, you know, we're we're examining and reassessing our relationship our with, relationship yeah with i mean i guess he
3: wasn't lying maybe he was well that's reassessing the thing like because phil spencer
2: but... has a has a like a reputation as like one of the good ceos but i think you know ceos are ceos at the end of the day and these deals take a long time to organize and it just seems a little bit you know not great that they were mm-hmm. saying oh this is terrible while also being in direct talks to purchase them outright yeah. um it's yeah i don't know that feels a bit wrong
3: it does i agree yeah i think i just i love the the idea like oh we're reevaluating our relationship and by that i mean you think i mean because they're bad people but what <laughs> i actually mean is i'm buying them with all of my money that going I
1: in have. for the kill yeah 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 i am um, i'm looking for the source now and I can't find it so citation needed here but I read something in the kind of the aftermath of this that um, uh, when Activision were approached by Microsoft saying we are interested in purchasing you while you're at your very weakest and don't cost as much uh, have, have a lower value um, the Activision were like oh okay then well hmm and then they like approached other I think they approached I don't know if they specified Sony and Nintendo or perhaps some of the larger other publishers out there um, but they they then went round like sort of cap in hand like to other people saying can you offer us any more than Microsoft <laughs> and everyone else was like no no I'm alright thanks <laughs> so then they just went back to Microsoft and said yeah okay let's, let's talk business Such and I'll a- try and find a source for that um while we're chatting but
2: such a mad situation again I, like yeah. i still can't believe i put out a tweet yesterday at the time of recording because sony mm. the day after all this put out a new horizon trailer and i was just sat mm. there like man xbox bought activision blizzard yesterday it's just kind of sucked all the air out of the games industry at the moment it's 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 just so unthinkable that this has happened
3: yeah i yeah. also hate that like on everything it's just oh sony's dead microsoft wins sony's dying (laughs) Ah, suck it sony fan and i'm like oh my god (laughs) like i don't can you just give me a minute like i just need to just talk to someone about this really cool horizon trailer can you not
2: <laughs> can i just please enjoy it? my horizon can I yeah.
3: just please can i just please enjoy my one piece of joy this week if you, if you don't mind mm. i just think that i just and it is a good thing and they should be happy if you're an ex if you are an xbox die-hard oh yeah you fan. win it's jackpot should, absolutely should be happy and you know what if you are happy about this fine good for you i'm glad i would be too if i wasn't so concerned part of me is like cool i'm gonna get loads of activision games on my xbox game pass now brilliant can't wait to see what games i haven't bought that i can play now but then the other part of me is like this is bad yeah this feels this feels kind of bad but yeah you be happy be happy but like it's got it's a bad thing as well and if someone tells you hey it's actually not necessarily the best thing that could have happened don't just accuse them of being a sony a sony suck up and Get mean at them on Twitter. Just there's no <laughs> point. It's just, yeah. just give us a minute. So, yeah, um, I think it's what's crazy.
1: While trying to find this thing about uh, Activision maybe going to Sony or, or perhaps other companies, uh, seeing if they would have an, a counter offer, I've come across two hours ago, uh, according to Video Games Chronicle, written by Andy Robinson, Sony responds to the Xbox Activision deal, quote, we expect multi-platform games due to contractual agreements, mm. which is a good point. There will be some contract mm. that contractual, con, con, hello, con, con- contractual agreements. I kept saying contractual there <laughs> like three times. <laughs> uh, contractual agreements that um, you know Activision will still exist as an entity post post deal. It just will be under the Microsoft banner. Um, and Activision as an entity, at least for the time being, and there will be time limits on these contracts. But they've got deals with. Sony and and other uh, companies that they will be having to you know stick with at least for uh, the duration of those agreements. So mm-hmm. that might have like a couple of sequels worth of Call of Duty games written into it, or you know, goodness yeah. knows what. But um, it will end. Worth consider- it will end though. It will. Yeah, it's
2: yeah. gonna it's gonna end. PlayStation have a, a marketing um, partnership with Call of Duty. And mm, who knows yeah. how many games that was for? And uh, Microsoft have honoured previous stuff with Bethesda, Deathloop, and um, oh, what's Tango GameWorks making? Um oh, the horror game. It's spooky. <laughs> what the hell oh, is it White called? Tokyo. Ghost Tokyo. Yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, there I was we are. Say
3: the, the uh, Japanese one. Yeah, yeah.
2: they've they've honoured those. I, th- there's no reason they won't honour these, but th- these deals will run out. Um, mm. And then uh, you know anything goes, really, whatever Microsoft wants. Um, point three: I don't play any Activision games. Slash, they're rubbish, and I hate them, so I don't care. I've got God of War. That's I've seen that a lot. I don't know if you guys have seen that. <laughs> right?
1: I've yeah, seen that. I don't have it. actually. Every no. single
2: tweet I've put out about this has just been sort of like, don't care, don't play any Activision games. And like, if right. I had God of War coming out this year, I wouldn't care. Like, right? <laughs> PlayStation, they're not like Nintendo. <laughs> where the majority of their output is first-party, Sony's model is like a couple of excellent first-party titles a year, Mm. with the rest being propped up by strong third-party support. You may not Mm. care, but PlayStation do to risk (laughs) suddenly losing Activision as a third-party partner is is unthinkable to them. This is a massive body blow to Sony. Huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Depending on how this shakes out, of course. Uh, But ultimately, I think we're going to see a lot of kind of end of the world style reporting in the coming weeks and months a lot of websites are already plastered push square has been terrible for this already plastering Mm -hmm. their sites with reactionary content like would you still buy playstation consoles without activision blizzard games here are all the activision franchises xbox has taken from other platforms as if the worst case scenario is like a, a foregone conclusion But until we have 100% clarification on Microsoft's intent here, it's difficult to know for sure what's going to happen. Outside of Game Pass's value shooting up even further, and surely at this point it's a matter of time before that monthly price increases. Uh, The one silver lining I can think of here is that Sony really are going to have to pull their fingers out and compete. Whether that be Mm. via the new Project Spartacus subscription model or outright purchasing a publisher themselves as you said ashton i don't want to see that and quite frankly i don't think it's a move sony can afford to make anyway but as it stands a few days removed from something so insane happening playstation is still the market leader nintendo is untouchable and xbox is spending more disposable cash than either of them could ever dream of having the entire situation is it's unthinkable and completely flips the industry on its head. But for now, we just have to sit tight and see what happens and see That's how the, the various thing. players respond.
1: The, yeah. the strange thing is that the, the Sony has been the the market leader out of the big three. They've they are the they have the biggest I think revenue or like turnover. Um, they have got the biggest market share consoles. They got the sold, biggest market the share Nintendo's as well. Yeah, uh, but. Um, And so you would think like, well, why, how is it that, you know, such a big deal came with like a different company and, you know, Sony couldn't afford to have done this, done this deal. And it's obviously because Microsoft uh, in that, in that league table, that's based purely on the Xbox, you know, brand of Microsoft, but Microsoft as a larger company is obviously a much huger, much, uh, it's a a massive company Mm. and has far more, uh, income available, or well, not income, has far more revenue stocks. Revenue, yeah. Um, so uh, it, it's weird to think that the market leader is not the one that's in a position to make such deals. Um, I have also just found here that apparently EA and Facebook were approached uh, about the Activision Blizzard oh, deal. That's man. according to um, I think. Imagine signing a couple of with different your Facebook Bloomberg account articles. to play Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Facebook would have been an outright acquisition. EA being roughly the, the same sort of size and value, that would have been more of a merger. Um, so, uh, but yeah, they were sort of some discussions happened. Uh, I don't know how far it went, but it's bonkers. What yeah. I
3: think. Well, I think we should really be concerned about. Is how how long are they gonna make the titles when it comes to like showcases? We already had like Xbox Bethesda. We're gonna have Xbox <laughs> Bethesda Activision Blizzard, because oh, that's really long.
2: <laughs> it's gonna be and, really like, long as how's well. How's that
3: gonna yeah, exactly how's that gonna like how's that gonna well doesn't roll off the tongue as I mean Xbox Bethesda is bad enough. Xbox Bethesda, Activision Blizzard, you're insane. <laughs> how are you gonna put that on a mini branding <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah but that is. It's that's not gonna the fit. biggest question. It's not going to fit on the signs anymore.
3: No, so, exactly.
2: Yeah, it's 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 mad and it's hugely divisive. Clearly, but as an Xbox owner, this is great. <laughs> this is this is going to be brilliant. <laughs> mm-hmm. But taking a step back, I think it's really troubling. I'm not a fan, as yeah. you said, Ashton. It feels wrong <laughs> in my soul, and uh, all we can do is just sit and wait and see what happens and what news comes out and how Sony responds and just watch Nintendo continue to poodle along selling like a bajillion <laughs> Switches every year. Um,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to add?
3: I don't think so, no.
1: No, I think we kind of covered it. Um, well, what we, what we can anyway. I'm sure by the time this podcast comes out, like yeah. five more huge details will have come out. <laughs> yeah. Sony so, shut yeah. down. Yeah
3: um but just just one more time for good measure though uh bobby kotick i hope all of your drinks are always lukewarm wow. regardless of how how you want them wow, I still oh, think that's I. Too and i hope far. always your food is always just a little bit too salty
1: oh just a little bit
3: just a little bit just enough where if you complained about people would think it's your like it's a you problem but it's definitely too salty for you
1: salty enough that you get thirsty and then you have to drink yeah. a lukewarm, a lukewarm
3: drink. drink yeah exactly
1: god you guys are cruel Mm. what did mm. what's bobby ever done huh mm. tell me,
3: We've tell simply me not one the time. thing
1: bobby coaching yeah. has ever done
3: we simply have not the time well it's
1: already been nearly a two-hour
3: podcast yeah. we're gonna yeah. wrap things
2: up here please do let us know what you think of all of this do, do try to be kind and nice in the comments because anything involving xbox or playstation invokes such furious responses and i've seen a lot of them going around uh, this week so do try to keep it uh cordial in the comments sections Mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, We will see you next week for another episode. Peter's going to tell you, though, where you can find us around the internet.
1: Yes, I am. Uh, Did you know that we are Team Triple Jump everywhere? You should have known that. It's our name. You can go to youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. That is where, excuse me, that's where uh, all of our content is available. Uh, You can find our videos, of course, on YouTube, uh, but also live streams on both. Um, it's great. Uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, that's another mega corporation, uh, they own Twitch. Isn't that great? Uh, and as a result, you get a uh, a Twitch sub um, as part of your Amazon Prime deal. Um, so you can spend that on us. Um, and when we're streaming on both of those platforms... Uh, we are modded by Lord Brotovic, Charlie Badger, and Mr. Black, keeping the chat clean. Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Oh, Facebook. There's another one. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our <laughs> social media presence. Um, we have all kinds of things on both of those uh accounts now um but uh, we'll also occasionally be doing facebook lives on facebook particularly once we're back in the office it's not really been viable while we've been working from home again uh but uh thank you to fraser for looking after our social media for us uh, and with us Uh, also patreon dot patreon.com forward slash team triple jump is where you can go to look at all of our patreon rewards there are many of them and uh, i think they're worth checking out so have a look
3: Hmm. We also have a website. It's triplejerk.mup. That's triplej-u.mp. It spells jump. If you want to join our Discord, but all of our lovely community like to hang out, you can go to triplejerk.mup forward slash Discord. When we're on Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Holloweyes. So they the tell you to do something, you bloody well do it. Mm. Um, if you want to listen to our podcast in this audio form, maybe you been watching it on YouTube and fancy listening to it while you go on a lovely cold winter stroll, why not go to triplejerk.mup forward slash podcast to find out where you can listen to to it in all of its audio forms. Um, if you want to watch one of our live streams because you've missed them, we do many a week, which Ben will tell you about in just a minute, and if you miss one, you can go to triplejet.mup forward slash vods, and you can watch the, tw- the streams back and leave some lovely comments into the YouTube video if you fancy. And if you want to buy some of our sick and cool merch, we've been getting lots of pictures of the uh, Kiss Me Own Babs tins that have been shipped out recently, so if you've got one of those, make sure you tweet them to us and at Triple Jump Shop on Twitter. But if you want to buy some lovely merch, why not go to triplejumpshop.com to buy some t-shirts, jumpers, hmm. scarves, yep. tins, mm. other th- such pins, other pins, things also. Yep. Yeah, triplejumpshop.com. Amazing.
2: Why don't you follow Ashton and Peter on Twitter and Instagram at thatpeterostin and at scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday being the joint streams.
3: Play's Thank it. you. On YouTube it. sorry. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday,
2: Wednesday, <laughs> Friday, being the solo streams on Twitch. Worst Games Ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier, Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday. We do shows all the time. Come check them out. Why not leave a five-star review on iTunes or your platform of choice? It helps something to do with algorithms. Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Please go give us a follow if you haven't already. Uh, it's the Worst Games Ever week, isn't it, Peter?
1: Certainly is. Um, you can. Uh, you'll have seen it already if you're a patron of a five dollar tier. Uh, but it's uh, it's out tomorrow for everyone else. Um, I won't spoil it this time. What it was, I did that last time, and I'm not going to. But mm. uh, it's it's a weird one, and it didn't run perfectly, but it was amusing, certainly. So. Uh, <laughs> Give it a give it a watch. Absolutely, we've also got a, a new "What It Means to Me"
2: with Boss Fight Books author Elise Nor. She talks about uh, Super Mario Bros. Three. She wrote she wrote the book on it. So. You can go check Literally. out her thoughts and then go mm. go buy the book as well and read all about it if you're interested in Super Mario Bros. Three. Another thing that's not on this running order but may well be available in time, not hundred percent sure, is uh, a video that James J. Kids wrote and Ashton provided the voiceover for, all about where Smash Bros. goes from here. Mm. Mm. Uh, so that may be out this week. If not, it should be out very soon. But uh, plenty coming your way on Triple Jump this week. Thank you so much for uh, listening to the podcast, by the way. I know it's been a long one. And uh, there's just enough time for Ashton to talk about this week's sponsor one final time.
3: Yes, of course. This week's sponsor is, of course, thanks to the new acquisition coming day, one on Xbox Game Pass, CEO Black Ops. And everyone loses except for Phil Spencer. Yay.
2: Yay.
3: Yeah, Go Phil.
2: All right, we're going to go have a lie down now. Wait, no, we're not. Mm. We've got more podcasts to record. Brilliant. Uh-huh. We'll catch Woo-hoo. you next time. Look after yourselves, everybody. Bye.
3: Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.